Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Woman Behind the Lens. My name is Deja Henry, and I'm so glad you're here. In the first episode, I shared with you my crazy story of how I learned that I was God's filmmaker. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you some practical tips on what it actually looks like to live and work and produce as God's filmmaker. I hope these tips help you out, and I hope you enjoy the show. Let's get into it. Hey, you amazing person, you. Welcome back to another episode of Woman Behind the Lens. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring, empowering, and educating the woman God has called to get behind the lens and boldly produce stories that will impact the world. Think of it this way. God has already greenlit your movie. So think of me as your producing partner, helping you get the job done. I'm your host, award-winning actress, filmmaker, and community advocate, DJ Renuka Henry. I'm so glad you're here. Let's start the show. Now that I've explained to you how I figured out that I was God's filmmaker, I want to talk to you about how that practically plays out. So I've got four points for you. Number one, you need to understand that you are set apart. You can't just do anything for anyone anymore. And just as I explained in the story before, it's just that things are going to be different and you have to accept that. You have to accept that you're going to have to follow God and figure out who he wants you to work for, what projects you're going to work on, who you're going to work with, and he's really the only one that can guide you. I've spent so many years trying to look for mentors or look for people who are doing exactly what I want to do. And all these years, I haven't been able to find anyone. And I finally realized the only way that I'm going to learn is to follow God and to listen to him. And that just means I have to continue to build and deepen my relationship with him. There is a great example of this in the Bible with the people called the children of Israel These are the people that were God's chosen people in the Bible. They started out as slaves in Egypt. They were there for hundreds of years. And God sent a man named Moses to deliver them from bondage. When they were delivered out of bondage, you can read the story in Exodus, they ended up in the desert as they were making their way to a new land, a promised land that God was going to show them. The promised land was actually not that far away in reality, but God took them in the desert for 40 years to teach them what it meant to be his people. I think we as God's filmmakers can really relate to the journey of the children of Israel because think about it, there'd never been a chosen people of God before on earth. They had to be different from everyone around them. They couldn't just worship many gods or gods made out of gold or wood or iron. They couldn't just act like everyone else. God had to lay out certain commandments and certain ways that he wanted his people to behave and interact with him. And also they had to learn how to listen to him, how to hear him, how to follow what he's saying, how to be disciplined, how to move even when they were scared. They had to learn how to move and stand still when he said stand still. He led them by a pillar of fire and a cloud a cloud of smoke. And that's how they knew to go forward or to stay. Sometimes they spent a day in a place. Sometimes they spent a year in a place. And it was really just training them to listen and follow God. And that's a great example for us as people who are set apart to make God's films. We need to learn to move and walk in stride with God's spirit. 
This leads me into my second point. You need God's spirit because you're going to do things that have never been seen on the earth before. Now, in that same story in Exodus, Moses was called up to the mountain by God. And for 40 days and 40 nights, God showed Moses a vision and told him what he wanted him to create, to create this tabernacle, this tent of meeting where God would dwell among his people. And God was very, very specific down to the length, size, color, material, the number of certain things that he wanted to be made. I remember reading that scripture as a child and just kind of getting anxiety for Moses thinking, how is he going to remember all of these details? I mean, come on now. It's a 40-day meeting, God explaining what he wanted for his tabernacle, for his temple, and all of the descriptions. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, I can barely remember what my teachers or my parents tell me what to do. How is Moses going to do this? But the point is, is when Moses came down from the mountain, God had already prepared the resources and who he needed for God to have his work done. And I'm going to read to you some of um, Exodus 31. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom and with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. Moreover, I have appointed Oholiab, son of Asimach, of the tribe of Dan, to help him. Also, I have given ability to all the skilled workers to make everything I've commanded you, the tent of meeting, the Ark of the Covenant, law, with the atonement cover on it and all of the other furnishings of the tent, the table and its articles, the pure gold lampstand and all of its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offerings and all of its utensils, the basin with its stand and also the woven garments, both the sacred garments for Aaron the priest and the garments for his sons when they serve as priests and the anointing oil and fragrant incense for the holy place. There are to make them just as I commanded you. Now, isn't that amazing? I mean, God filled specific people with his spirit to have knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and vision for what God wanted to see in the earth. It's very important that we have God's spirit within us because he's going to make us create things we've never seen before. Think about it. These people are creating the earthly version of a heavenly thing. So God's telling them, you're going to make these, these angels, these cherubs. And we've never, I mean, humans don't know what things look like in heaven. How are we going to create that? What in the world is the Ark of a Covenant? What are the, you know, what are these things and how are they supposed to look? And we need God's spirit to make the heavenly things, the earthly versions of the heavenly things. And the same thing with films. You're going to get stories from heaven. You're going to get visions from heaven. And you need God's spirit. Or else you'll just be creating things out of your own human vision. But when you're chosen by God, when you are filled with his spirit, he can use you to create things that have never been seen before. Things that will actually impact people. 
things that will actually make change on the earth and things that will actually please him. And so it's so very important that we cultivate a relationship with God and ask him to fill us with his spirit, fill us with his vision, with his wisdom. And on top of it, what I think is really amazing, on top of it, what I think is really amazing is that when you are doing God's work, when you're creating his film, you need to allow God to bring around the right people. You can tell people your vision, but there's a portion that it's hard to explain to people unless they've had their own encounter with God. There's a portion in terms of dedication, discipline, vision, and understanding that is almost hard to really teach somebody or just show them in a PowerPoint or a presentation or a speech. When someone has their own encounter with God, when his spirit builds that person up and gives them vision, then together you guys will be creating really amazing things. Thirdly, when you are God's filmmaker, you have to remember that God's really the executive producer. Now, what does an executive producer do? Well, according to the Producers Guild of America Code of Credits, the executive producer shall only apply to an individual who has made a significant contribution to the motion picture and who additionally qualifies under one of two categories, having secured an essential and proportionally significant part of the financing for the motion picture and or having made a significant contribution to the development of the literary property, typically including the securement of the underlying rights to the material on which the motion picture is based. So essentially, they're the ones that are bringing the resources, the money, the network, the people, their connections. They are securing the rights to the story. So without the executive producer, you really aren't going to be able to make the film. So they're very, very important. And you can have um, more than one executive producer, but we're talking about now God is the executive producer. So in the heavenly workings of things, God has a story. He has something he wants to see made. And so he's already given permission, so to speak, owns the rights and can provide for the project that he wants to see done. And so I want to go back to Exodus I want to go back to Exodus 37. So Bezalel and Aholiab and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given skill and ability to know how to carry out all the work of constructing the sanctuary are to do the work just as the Lord had commanded. Then Moses summoned Bezalel and Aholiab and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given ability and was willing to come and do the work. And they received from Moses all the offerings the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. And the people continued to bring freewill offerings morning after morning. So all the skilled workers who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left what they were doing and said to Moses, The people are bringing more than enough to do the work the Lord commanded to be done. Then Moses gave an order that they sent his word throughout the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. And so the people were restrained from bringing more because what they already had was more than enough to do all the work. Now think about it. God is executive producing his earthly version of 
the heavenly tabernacle. He's he's executive producing it. He chose Moses and he gave him the vision. He provided the people to do the work. And not only that, he provided all of the resources so much so that the people had to say, okay, we've got enough. Like there's too much right now. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you have an idea for a film that's given to you by God? And I'm still learning this. So I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to myself right now. It's to trust God to show you who's supposed to come around you to do the jobs and trust that he's filled people. And we need to pray and ask God to bring those people around us and for us to recognize them. And I'm not saying it's always going to be perfect. Like it's going to be all honky dory and unicorns and rainbows and everyone's going to get along and sing Kumbaya. But the people that God has chosen, you need to pray and continue to seek God's faith and then both of you, all of you together can, are working on this beautiful vision from God. And also trust that God's going to make the provision for his vision. Now, this is just so encouraging to me. It's so incredibly encouraging to me. And I, I definitely want to share in future episodes how I've gotten projects to be funded. And I really cannot take credit for it. But I want to share with you the stories of how things are funded in the future. But right now, I want you to understand that when God is, I want you to, right now, I want you to understand that God is executive producing this project on earth from, from the vision that came from heaven to Moses. And you can put yourself in Moses's place that you're getting visions and you're getting ideas and you have stories you want to tell. And you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. How am I going to make a film? I've never made a film before, or I've just made little videos before, but how am I going to tell a whole daggone story? And I want you to see in, in the story that God not only gave the vision, but he gave the provision and he brought the people around. But Moses's job, what was his job? It was to seek God's face. So that leads me to my last point. When you are God's filmmaker, you really have to learn how to be a leader. That's what it really comes down to. When you're producing a film, your job is to lead people and to drive through this project so that it is finished. Let me tell you, making a movie is not for the faint of heart. It requires a lot of vision, direction, and determination <laughs> To see a project done. Like you have to be a person that's like, I will not see an unfinished work. I, I see a finished work. And you've got to see it when other people don't see it. You've got to have that faith when other people don't have faith. When you're on day 10 of filming and people are tired, you have to be able to push through and keep the morale up and solve the problems that's your job. And it's really, it's really tough to do on your own and in your own strength. And I would say there's so many unfinished films. But when we do it in God's strength, that's what helps us get to the finish line. When he gives you that vision, you know, when there's something in your heart, you see it so clear, you just can't unsee it. You see the vision, you see the end. For me, when it gets tough, I will sometimes just think about the red carpet. I'll think about the screening. I'll think about the people in the audience laughing or being moved or being changed. And that's what I think about when things are, are getting rough, when they're getting, when I'm tired. And I just went through that and it really helped me to 
remember whose filmmaker I really was. Moses was also a man who said to God, I don't want to go anywhere without you. That was the type of leader that he was. Moses did not want to go anywhere without the presence of God. And that's how we have to be. We have to be sensitive enough to know, do I do that project? Do I say yes to that one? Do I say no to this one? Do I say not yet? Where is the timing? And it's very important, else we're making our film, not God's film. And let me tell you, it's way more exciting and more fun and more adventurous to be on God's schedule and to make his film. And it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm just saying that's the film we want to make. And lastly, Moses was called the most humble man. And humility means you know that you can't do anything with God without God, that you are nothing without him. And that's humility. And Moses was a humble man. So as leaders, we need to be humble, knowing that we can't do this without God. And the the level and breadth and width and height of the vision that God gave Moses for what he was supposed to build is not something that a human can do without God and without a spirit. And we're not out here trying to make movies that we can make in our own strength. We're out here trying to make movies that come straight from from heaven, from God's mind to tell his stories. And these aren't things we can do on our own at all, but they will be the most effective and meaningful work that you'll do. And you'll actually see fruit from it. So I really want to encourage you to understand that when you're God's filmmaker, that your leadership and the way you lead is very, very important. So just to recap, I would first encourage you to kind of reflect back on your journey and see what type of filmmaker you are. And if you're God's filmmaker, look back and see, have you been set apart? Ask God, am I set apart for this? You could be set apart for many, many things, but we all have our unique calling and the unique thing we're supposed to do. So seek God and and reflect back on your life and see if maybe part of my story resonates with you. Remember that in order to do the work of being God's filmmaker, that you need God's spirit because you're going to create things that you haven't seen before. I also want you to remember that God is the executive producer. So when you are wondering, how am I going to do this? That you remember that God, God's got it. He has the vision and he has the provision. And lastly, I want you to remember how important your leadership skills is as a filmmaker. That you need to stay in constant communication with God. That you have to put your feet in the ground and say, I'm not going anywhere without you, Lord. And to be ready to go when he says go. And also to remember how important it is to be humble. And remember that we can't do this without God. We can't make his movies without him. So I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the podcast today. I hope that you learned something and that you were encouraged. 
if you want to learn more about how you can work with me or learn more about my production company, Blue House Entertainment, you can go to thebluehouse.co. That's thebluehouse.co. Thanks, guys, and I'll see you on the red carpet. Woman Behind the Lens is brought to you by Blue House Entertainment, which is a social impact entertainment company dedicated to telling diverse stories that facilitate heart-changing conversations to elevate our culture to a more equitable, inclusive, and empathetic society. Thank you.